Howdy, y'all. Welcome to our interview series, Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond. Today, we have Miss Brennan Lee with us. I'd like to do a quick little introduction. She's a two-time music, Texas Music Award Best Female Vocalist winner, two-time Ameripolitan Award nominee, appeared on the USA Network's Nashville Star in 2003, and champion of the 1993 Vergus Loon Calling Contest as a child in Minnesota. I've been mentored by the likes of Guy Clark and Ray Benson, written songs with and for Leanne Womack, Sonny Sweeney, Sarah Borges, Rodney Crowell, and Charlie Crockett, just to name a few. And obsessed with the, with the West was just released in May. Is that right? Uh, April. April. Yep. All right. So we're so honored and humbled to have you with us today. Well, I'm happy to be with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I understand you began your musical journey early with your brother. Yeah, and a mandolin guitar duo? My brother and I started a sort of a little band when I was 14. He was 17, and we played around. We had our first you know, professional gigs that summer, and we you know, have did it ever since. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Played a little little bluegrass, mostly covers at that point, you know, Leuven Brothers songs and Hank Williams and things like that. Sure. So did you, at that time, like... Have any dreams or aspirations of doing this for a living, or is it just just what you? You know, it's it's funny. Like people often refer to uh, somebody's music career as a dream, but for me, I just kind of like didn't think about it. I it was I was by the time I graduated high school, I was already making money. I mean, <laughs> relative sense, making money um, playing music. So why would I do anything else at that point? You know, it's sort of that instant gratification factor uh i never never really occurred to me to quit just kept kept rolling just kept rolling and at some point you moved to austin and i know you've been adopted into the fold there um how did that happen and uh how do you pick your collaborators and your friends and you had some amazing collaborations i've been well to use an overused word i've been blessed and privileged to get to work with the people i have um sometimes those things just you just meet somebody and you have a a musical spark and a friendship and you know I like to only work with people that are like family because you know when you're working with somebody on an extended kind of basis like band members that you are with 24 hours a day those people have to be my family because otherwise what's the point you know I want to be around people that I admire and have a lot of respect for uh, so and I've, I've been lucky to work with some of my heroes too Definitely, which ties into Obsessed with the West and Asleep at the Wheel. Like, from what I understand, y'all were listening to Asleep at the Wheel back in when you were kids. My, and then, yeah, my family listened to The Wheel. That's crazy. And I, you know, I, if you'd have told me when I was 15, oh, you're going to make an album with these guys, I would have not, you know, I would have been thrilled. Uh, <laughs> I know, I, oh, I, I do want to mention something because. It just kills me that the guy Clark uh, quote how you play. Is it is this not appropriate for the radio? Well, I think we can say mofo. Yeah, guy, <laughs> guy said kindly that I play guitar like a mofo. He said it more graphically than that. Yes, he did. And um, that connection also with Guy and Susanna, uh, how did that come to be? I met Guy Clark in about 2008 or nine uh, through Noel McKay. Noel had known Guy since 93, I think. And Guy sort of discovered and championed Noel and his brother. 
And when uh, we kind of ran into Guy again at a show, and I remember Noel introducing me to him. And then when we started uh, coming to Nashville more, we would spend a lot of time over at Guy's house. And Guy was wonderful to be around. He was a sweetheart. Um, and we would sit in his basement and talk about songs and watch Guy smoke. And Noel and Guy started building guitars together. And uh, Guy would always make us play whatever we had written. So what you got, he would hand you a guitar like you were being forced. What you got, and you know, you play one, and uh, sometimes he'd love it. And sometimes he'd say, what else you got? <laughs> so I loved having him to be able to bounce ideas off. Wow. I respect him so much. What a very, very special time. Um, you've always had, it, to my understanding, a, a deep appreciation for the foundational artists. You know, there's some uh, quotes about Cindy Walker and her songwriting. Well, you, hell, you did a whole entire album, Lefty Frizzell songs. Um, and I know with Melissa here, the kind of old-timey appreciation. And I'm, it makes me curious, like, are you just like a history buff or just specifically music history? I'm definitely not a history buff, <laughs> although I like history. Um, I have been obsessed with country music of all decades since I was a kid. So, you know, when you... My friend Chris Scruggs, I don't know if he came up with this or if he heard it somewhere, but he says a lot of uh, talent is just obsession. And if yeah. you're obsessed with something, you're going to know about it, you know. So mm -hmm. I, you know, discovered my, my parents had a really good record collection and they exposed us to, uh, you know, the good stuff when we were young. And I'm I'm thankful for that. Um, and I think that just planted the seed. And then when I got into my teens, I was like, oh, who's Bill Monroe? Oh, wow. You know, uh, you, you see all these connections like you, oh, that, that song was written by Lead Belly and now it's being done by this bluegrass band. And, um, you know, I went through a lot of phases of country music and bluegrass and it just, just stuck in there. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it, it just keeps growing. Yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of dead people left for me to listen to. <laughs> And, you know, Liz, there's a lot of wonderful living artists, too. Uh, but just phases. Like, what my phase right now, I'm just kind of listening to the Delmore Brothers a lot. Um, that's just a thing I'm experiencing. It's I'm sort of insatiable. And I love that. The old stuff. Yeah, you are obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm an obsessive, I'm obsessive personality in many ways. Well, it, it, it this Obsessed of the West is so phenomenal. Um, the vi vivid images... Uh, and I have to, we're going to close out here with uh, the title track. And I love that you personified uh, the geography as a woman. Right? The That's West. the way I took it. Rugged old broad. The West as a woman. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think about that so much. I guess when I, I didn't think specifically, oh, this is a feminist take on the West or anything. But there are a lot of things about the West. And I mean the Western United States that are tough, uh -huh. like a woman. Uh-huh beautiful like a woman so it didn't wasn't a conscious uh, intent it had it had to have a personification and i guess i just chose the pronoun mm -hmm. her because you know it's obvious it's, it's obvious she's emotional and wild and temperamental wild. and uh strong mm -hmm. very cool very cool uh before we go i want to make sure that uh, listeners can connect with you and your socials any special thing they need to know Gosh, uh, you could spell my name. It's kind of a funny spelling. B-R-E-N-N-E-N. -N -E -N. 
L-E-I-G-H. So Just look that up. I'm easy to find. You just Google me. Okay. Well, thanks again for your time today. Folks, we're going to close out with Obsessed with the West.